Max Trujillo from the North Carolina Food and Beverage Podcast. What's going on, my friend? How hey, are you? Good morning, Rob. By the way, the studio looks beautiful. You guys cleaned it up in here. <laughs> it looks- we are we are uh, kind of in the middle of renovating yeah. right now. So oh, it's great. It's going to it's going to look better. I promise it, it you. It already does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we appreciate that. <laughs> Thanks so much. Uh, what, what have you been up to? It's been a, a couple months since we've had you on the show. But, yeah, man. Uh, you've had a, a busy fall, <laughs> Yeah, is the easy way to say it. Well, the last couple times I've come on, we've talked about things that I'm uh, attached to and things that I've done. Uh, the North Carolina Food and Beverage Podcast, of course, but also uh, Crafton, our our local boutique food hall that we had uh up until the very end of September. Unfortunately, mm. sadly, we did have to close the doors. It is a uh, a theme that has been happening a lot in the restaurant industry, um, and we were not uh, we were not immune to the challenges that have been faced in the current uh, landscape of the restaurant community. And so, you know, it just we just didn't hit the right revenue. We just it just maybe wasn't the right time, the right place. You know, a lot of factors. But yeah. unfortunately, we shut it down, and uh, you know my business partner was able to sell the place to a new business, and we look forward to seeing what they're going to be able to do. It's uh, I'll give them a shout. It's uh, Tiki La. It's like a tiki uh, Mexican restaurant bar restaurant, and so they're doing a great job up there in Wake Forest, and so we hope and wish them the best in Nightdale when uh, when they ultimately open. They're still kind of yeah. working it out. So when when you say the the restaurant industry right now in the triangle. Um where does it stand right now? Because I know you guys are not the only ones that unfortunately have had to shut down yeah, this no. year. I mean, I just read uh, this week earlier that um, probably our most prominent chef in, not just even in our state or city, but nationally, Ash- Ashley Christensen, she was recognized as Outstanding Chef. Uh, that's a national award through the James Beard Awards uh, a few years back. She is shutting down. I just read that she's shutting down Poolside Pies, her pizza joint. Oh, and that's a that's a popular one. That kind of surprises me. Yeah, and now it's it's right next door to Pools, which is kind of her crown jewel of all the restaurants she's she's uh, opened. Um, it's not going to be a permanent shutdown. It looks like she's going to retool it into something that uh, I believe, as it was said in the article, uh, that best serves the community. You know, like for its ever changing needs. And yeah. I, I, I understand where she's at a little bit. I think, you know, takeout's still thriving. It's not like we don't, people don't eat or want to get food that they're not cooking themselves. So I think takeout's doing well. I think, you know, pizza, like traditional takeout delivery pizza, Mexican restaurants are still doing fine. Um, you know, but but I think it's it's rough out there for a lot of people that are trying to do independent business. Is it, I mean, what is it? Is it the economy and not people I think People don't want to spend money on sit-down restaurants? I, in your personal, professional opinion, sure. uh, what do you think it is? I think we're still in the aftermath of uh, post-pandemic. I think that, that that definitely took a few percentages of people that just won't dine out again. They're just, they're, they're, they're kind of trained to not do that. Yeah. I do think the economy has something to do with it or a lot to do with it. And then, um, and, and that, that it kind of takes a larger spin on the whole thing. It's not so much that the economy, like what people are actually making themselves, but the price of everything is just dramatically higher yeah. for food. And I knew just as running Crafton and, and other restaurants that I've run that, you know, the, the price of chicken wings, the price of uh, deep fryer oil, the, the price of just um, takeout boxes, things like that are so significant that, you know, you can't just not account for it when you're pricing your food menu out. But then when you look at the bottom line of how you price it out so that you can 
recoup the 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 expenses, yeah. you're you're pricing yourself self out of the market to the community, and the yeah. community looks like, hey man, I'm not going to spend twenty dollars for a dozen wings, you know? right? So that, it's that's something, yeah, and that's something that the general public needs to be reminded of. I feel like, but when, also when they go know. into a, a restaurant, and they're like, "What? Your prices went up?" <laughs> There's a lot of factors, yeah, that go into it. Yeah, so it's challenging. I, I mean, I think we're just in a we're in a funk right now. Yeah, uh, but we're we're gonna figure it out. Uh, the community always rebounds, and the restaurant industry is one of the largest, if not the largest, in the. In the nation, so there will be a solution at some point, but it is a struggle for independent chef run or independent uh, restaurants as yeah. we speak. So, uh, you know, unfortunately, with you closing down Crafton, but that has given you more time with family. I, I've, sure. you know, noticed on social media, you're, oh, yeah. you're a family guy, but it's also given you more time to really focus on the North Carolina Food and Beverage Podcast. Most definitely. Yeah. We just came back from. Asheville, where we did a, an event, uh, Bubbles and Brats. I, I, I laugh. It's almost like, quote unquote, we did an event. We technically didn't do the event. I know I'm full of all these great uh, positive things to say. No, we, we we were trying to do an event out there, and I ran into some hiccups with the uh, health and human services and permitting and 501c3s and yada, yada, yada. I don't want to bore everybody with it, but we weren't able to make it a public event, so I thought, well, you know what? We got all these lemons. Let's make lemonade with it. Yeah. And we had all these amazing chefs, and we had all this donated food and drink. So we ended up throwing a private party, and we filmed the whole thing, and we got these amazing chef confessionals of what they really feel like. And some of the things that I'm talking about earlier, about how the struggle of the restaurant industry were explicitly talked about in, the, in these independent uh, interviews. We basically set up chefs by themselves in the woods with an iPhone in front of them on video. <laughs> and we text them five questions right when they hit record. And so they didn't know what they were going to be asked. And oh, wow. we had chefs that were, you know, James Beard nominees to uh, just kind of like your greasy spoon burger joint, um, corporate chefs from hotels, uh, like highs, lows, left, right, whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And they gave such amazing, poignant answers. I'm in the process of... Uh, editing the whole thing, and we're going to put it out on our YouTube station and as a podcast over the next week or two. So stay tuned for that. You can get that at ncfbpodcast.com. You can follow us on any platform that you watch your podcasts or uh, or listen to your podcasts. You know, get it from there. One thing uh, we we got to go to traffic here in just a second, but we want to stick keep you uh, sticking around for another segment because along with all of the things you're working on right now. Yeah. Person of the Year nominees. Yes, uh, we are going to reveal them. Yeah, I didn't. Coming I, up, we're gonna we're gonna tell everybody who the Person of the Year is for 2023. The nominees. 